Now you can also listen to us on your favorite podcast with just a search, Faith Temple Cog. Listen on the go with your favorite streaming platforms, like YouTube, Spotify, Audible, Apple, Amazon Music, Google, Facebook, and Anchor Podcasts. If you would like more information about us, you can visit our website at www.ftnfcog.org. Start us off in prayer. We're just going to pray, saints. 
just be learning and come, oh God, to the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Jesus, oh God, the words to say, oh God, the understanding, the knowledge, oh God, how to articulate, oh God, what it is that you would have us to hear tonight. Lord, what thus says the word of the Lord. Make your ears that are open, hearts that oh God, in the name of Jesus. So careful to praise you, so careful to give you all the honor and the glory, God, in Jesus' name. And we bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless your name, Lord. We give you the honor and the glory, God. There is nothing like you, Lord. There is my God. Nobody greater than you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We recognize God is not greater. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Good evening, Saints. How's everybody? Thank you. Right. One more time. One more time. The Lord of is so grateful for me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the songs and the prayers that have gone before us before this lesson. And we thank the Lord for we've been in this lesson now. This is the third week. Prove all things. That's all right. Thank you, Father. I just want to do a quick kind of recap of what we've talked about already. In Acts 17, 10 through 12, which is the scripture verse in our lesson, it talks about Paul and Silas going to Berea. And as Paul did everywhere that he went, once he came into a knowledge of Jesus Christ, he ministered to the people. He sought to seek and save them who were lost. He established churches. He preached the gospel. He wrote, from what I've read, 14 books in the New Testament. He was a man on fire for God. So when the people heard the message in Berea, it said that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. They heard the word that was presented to them by Paul. They received the word. And that's what happens to those, happened to those of us who know Jesus Christ. 
there was a conviction that came upon us that we were sinners and we needed to be saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And there's a transformation that occurs. It's not just about a head knowledge, but it's about knowing the true and living God. So they had that experience, obviously, from what the word says. But then they sought to know the word of God because we can't really have a relationship with God without knowing his word. We were created, right. as I said last week, for intimacy, for a relationship with Jesus Christ. Think about who you have had an intimate relationship with. Mm -hmm. You know that person. Mm -hmm. It's not just a surface thing. So through God's word is how we obtain that relationship after we've been saved, of course, because we can't. Sin separates us from God. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. That's why Jesus came. So they received the word, as I said, and they searched the scripture to see if what they heard from Paul was accurate. And I'm going to read, it was consistent with the word of God. I'm going to read from the a part of our lesson. It's a closer look at the lesson, but it's like in the last paragraph. And it said, although they received what Paul said to them, they invested their time and energy searching the written word available to them to make sure the message held up against truth, truth being God's word. They realized their salvation was at stake and whatever taken in would temper their spirit. In addition, the word was not accepted just because they had confidence in Apostle Paul. That's very important because we all have leaders and people we respect but I don't care who tells you anything that's contrary to God's word, don't receive it. They said if, if anyone preaches anything other than the word of God, let them be accursed. Mm -hmm. God wants us to be steadfast, approvable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And we can't do that without knowing his word. So it goes on to say, as a result of their diligent search, they embraced truth and believed what they heard by practicing it, causing them and the church to grow. So as right. in, in searching the word, in accepting the word, they live the word. Because we know that holiness is how we have to live in Christ Jesus. That God is holy, he told us to be holy. And there are a lot of teachings out here now that water all of that down. And that's why last week I went into giving examples of some of the things we hear now, like, well, we are saved and we're always saved. So basically I can live any kind of life I want to live because Jesus saved me and God sees me through Jesus Christ. That's not consistent with the word of God. And that's why we have to know what the, God, the word of God says. So when it says, in uh, what I read last week, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. We cannot continue in sin and claim that we are children of the Most High God because God is holy. That's one of the false teachings now that, you know, it's okay. God has forgiven us once and for all, we always say. That's a lie, because as I said, it's not consistent with the word. But another thing that we hear so much is God is love. Yes, he is, absolutely. That's the very nature of God. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him, that perish, but have everlasting life. It said that when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So it, there is no question that God loves us. He loves the sin, but he hates the sin. There is the rub. When people get to talk, and there's a commentator who comes on CNN, and then recently they were showing him talking about well, anything that preaches hate, that's not of God. We're not preaching hate. We're telling you that God loves us so much that he wants an intimate relationship with us. Even in the natural, we don't want to be close up and intimate with someone that we hate. God does not hate us. He loves us, but he hates sin, and sin separates us. And when the word of God is diluted, it's no longer the word of God. Because the word of God is always the same. From everlasting to everlasting, he is God. His word does not change. He is immutable. He does not change. So when we hear things like, well, this is the 21st century. God is love. So what you're saying is hate. No, what we're saying is not hate. What we're saying is what thus says the Lord. So I'm just recapping how the importance of studying God's word, knowing that that transformation that occurs in our lives requires us to now be transformed and become sanctified and like him, to live holy unto him. So now I'm getting into B, retain truth. And it is my goal, and if it's God's will, I trust we will complete this lesson tonight. Let me go back. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalms 119.11. Money is deposited deposited in a bank to earn interest and to keep it from being stolen. Expensive jewelry is locked in a safe in an effort to prevent theft. Important documents are kept in a safe deposit box to avoid them from being lost, damaged, or destroyed. Truth, God's word, God's will, and mandate for our lives, more precious than any item previously named because it is eternal, should be hidden in the recesses of our hearts because it will inevitably and ultimately form the nature and the character of who we are in Christ Jesus. I don't think that could have been written any more emphatically and clearly. Everything, our salvation itself is through the word of God. Our justification, our sanctification is through God's word. We have to know his word. And it's very easy to listen to what somebody else is saying. You know, when I first got saved, the TV was pretty much, well, I can't say that because I, I was going to church two times a week too. And I was learning the word because <laughs> I was in a really, I was in a true Pentecostal church. Church on Sunday morning, church on Sunday evening, church on Tuesday, Thursday. And sometime on another day. But praise God, I was learning the word, but I was doing a lot of watching television too. But because I had that balance of the saints teaching me and recognizing that as a baby in Christ, I had to know the word of God, to know what was true. And that's same, the same for the older people in Christ, those of us who we sometimes refer to as seasoned saints. It never changes. It is still all about Jesus Christ, who is the word. He's the living word and his written word. 
So without knowing his word, we cannot live a life that is pleasing to him. Because there are so many other voices out here now that are preaching all kinds of what they call the gospel, but it's not the gospel. It's not consistent with God's word. And that's why in 1 John, and that's in our scripture lesson here too, it says, 1 John 4, 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. And in where I'm moving on to now, trying to move to and talking about retaining truth in our hearts, that's how we award off these false teachings. That's how we don't buy into things that are being said now about once saved, you're always saved. You're saved by grace so you can sin. Your sin doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. Because as I talked about last week, it's not consistent with God's word. And I, and I want to keep repeating, but it says, Still sin abound, now God forbid, the grace, uh, shall we continue in sin that grace would abound, God forbid. That is very clear. It is also clear that we are to live holy because God, because sin separates us from our holy God. So when you hear, and I, I'm sorry if I'm repeating, if y'all heard this before, but I don't know where it stopped off. So when you hear people, you even hear famous people like the commentator on CNN saying, well, God, anything you're preaching hate, God is love, absolutely. And you know how the enemy is, he uses a pot tree. He, he loses a portion of, just as he said to Jesus on the, when he tempted him, when Jesus had fasted for 40 days, God didn't really say. So he will put just enough you know, in there, but it's still false because it's watered down. But if you don't know the complete word of God, then you're vulnerable to accepting what the world is saying, to accept, well, God is love. Yes, that is true. He is. He so loved us that he gave his son to die for us. He loved us when we were yet sinners. It is a love beyond my ability to comprehend because I have often thought, if I were God, which I'm not, never will be, I would say, I'm done with these ones. <laughs> But that's not his nature. He has, from the beginning, wanted a relationship with us. He loves the sinner, but he hates sin. So when you're talking about hate, that's where the hate is. It's not for human beings, but because a sinner cannot stand in the presence of a holy God. We have to have Jesus Christ as our Savior. We have to be justified and sanctified so that we are able to continue in the word. And that's where we're talking about here, that we have the word hidden in our hearts so we won't sin against him. So when these things come, and they will come, because we live in a, we are not of the world, but we're in the world. So everything that's going on in the world, we're right up here in it, but we're not of it. And the only way we're not of it is because we know what thus says the Lord. We know when someone tells us anything contrary to God's word to reject that. Because those of us who are born again, who are baptized believers in Jesus Christ and want to spend eternity with him, we know that anything less than living according to his word will separate us from him for eternity. I've often wondered when sinners say things like, 
Well, God is love. He didn't put people in hell. Well, he didn't put you in hell. You went there because you wanted. If you choose in this life to not live in a relationship with Jesus Christ, and then you think somehow miraculously when you die, all of a sudden you're going to have a relationship you never had, who does that make sense to? That's not consistent with God's word. But I'm going ahead and continue with what I'm reading. It said, Paul admonished the Philippian church to receive and put into action the truth, the truth they heard, because the peace of God would be with them, Philippians 4, 9. Paul instructed Timothy and Titus to hold fast to the sound and faithful words they had been taught because it would convince gainsayers. 2 Timothy 1.13, Titus 1.9. We are surrounded by those who are saying things that are inconsistent with the word of God. But what is saying here, Paul admonished them the church in Philippi to receive and put into action the truth they heard because the peace of God will be with them. Philippians 4 9. We are able to walk in right standing with God. I'm gonna give you I'm I'm gonna shut up in a minute now. We are able to walk in peace with God because we have accepted his son, because we're justified, because we are sanctified, because we are progressing. And becoming more and more like him. So anyway, Elder, what you let me be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I, I was thinking when you were talking and even reading this about how Paul uh amongst this the, the church, I was thinking about me growing up back in the 80s and 90s, how the old church, how much they instilled God in us. And I was thinking about when you was I was laughing because I remember going to church at 8 30, 9 o'clock in the morning and didn't get out of church at 10, 11 o'clock at night. And uh, uh, <laughs> the Bible studies and Saturday, our whole Saturday we was at church. And even then, even on Sundays when we had other services, they didn't let us leave the church. They had food for us to stay there, the, the feed us and all of that. And I was thinking about how much, even though you will say where they, they over, it was an overkill, but it wasn't of how the church really wanted us to retain the truth, Amen. that they made sure that every chance we had, every chance that we were there, that they would let us uh, speaking the word of God in, to us so we understood, certain, we understood that what the world is doing wasn't right. Mm -hmm. and, I, I, and I say that now because I you know you see churches now, they don't do all of that now. They, they say, we only put the come church for about an hour, the pastor better not preach more than 20 minutes and and you know i'm ready to go to golden corral or whatever or do what i want to do but i just remember while you were talking how much the church wanted us to retain things i, I remember when they used to my mom but uh how they used to tell us you know can't can watch everything on tv which is true you know can't watch all the movies which is true um, I remember back in the day that the guys we only could wear black pants or, or or gray suits and stuff like that. They had us, you know, you couldn't wear certain certain colors and all of that. But they wanted us to retain um, God's word. They wanted us to represent who God was, and they did everything that they understood or thought to make sure that we maintain what God had. And this is what um, Paul was telling me. He was telling Timothy and Titus and them to 
and let the church know that you no know, certain things we're not going to do because we represent the holiness, we representing God. And I was just thinking about that uh, when you was talking about uh, my, my childhood <laughs> compared to what, what kids maybe not do now in church. You know, most people now, they probably wouldn't want to grow up in the church that I grew up in back in the day. Um, they, they, they say now don't take all of that. You don't take this and that. You know, you could do what you have to do and and in an hour and a half and you'd be fine with it. But I just remember us just being in church all day. And they then the saints there and and we and I remember we had fun growing up. I felt like I, I know had fun in the church because of the things that we learned and all of that. So I'm gonna be quiet and let you talk. I'm sorry. Well, thank you, Elder, because you're absolutely right. I mean we were and the word that came to my mind when you were talking was immersed. You know how when you're immersed into something <laughs> And Bishop, uh, Bishop Hand was up too. I don't want to overlook him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just quickly want to say this that um, when Angela was taking Spanish, she was in a, a foreign language um, special program. It, it was called the Immersion Program, where they were just to speak Spanish and they were going to go to a country where they just speak Spanish. To really be rooted and grounded in God, to have the word hidden in your heart, is not a surface kind of thing you can do. You've got to go all in. So anyway, that's all before I was just supporting what you were saying, Elder. Bishop, what's you? I just want to say the same, Mother. I'm just in supporting what you're saying. That uh, the key thing Paul said that they practice what they 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 learn. They practice the truth. They they went out and uh, taught talked about what they uh, had learned. So when when you really practice. Uh, the word of God and uh, let the word resonate over and over in your mind and that's what you become that becomes your profession and you're going to be better at it uh, saying it and living it and that's the key thing that we're finding out in this in this generation now they want to see the, the, the lifestyle they want to see the proof that God is doing all this they want to see that there is a God and the only way they can see it is that we just read that when Paul told the church in Philippians that they, they got to uh, live it and talk it. Uh, and, and, the, and the gains that the, the ones that are denying it will eventually come around. Uh, we, we talked about our uh, the brother Herb that, that the thing where he wasn't he wasn't nowhere near this. But it took cancer to say, let me turn to Christ. And, and God used uh, a miracle through the prayers of his saints to turn it around for him. And, and so we gotta practice what we're saying so that people, they might not, we all must, like we always, people say, they're not listening, but they really are listening. And if we keep living it and keep holding on, retaining the truth and speaking the truth, uh, they're, gonna, they're gonna come around. Uh, we know in our family, they're always, well, we need to pray, we need to pray, we need to pray. Can you pray for this, can you pray for that? Because they know, because uh, we're speaking of it and we're living it, and that's the key main thing. We can't go along with the, the everything, little winning doctrine that we hear. We got to stay with what's written. And mother, when you said that, try these spirits, because uh, it's anything that's saying that you don't have to live holy. You don't. God forgive you, and God, God does keep you and keep on sinning and do whatever you want to do. That that, that spirit going to cause strife and it's caused envy and what's the scripture say beware of the accuser of the brethren 
because uh, they always want to talk about this and talk about that. That's the, the spirit of the Antichrist. And so we got to see it. And because we got the truth, we got to sometimes don't say nothing and just trust God and pray and God going to work it out. And that's how we maintain the peace that you were telling the Philippians. You got the peace of God which passes all understanding. And all we got to do is just live the truth and speak the truth. Absolutely. And you were saying they, they're listening, but I think even more importantly, they're watching. They're watching to see if your behavior is consistent with what you're saying. So when it talks here about having the word hidden in your heart, that is crucial that we, before we can do anything, you got to be something. You got to be in Christ Jesus. You got to know what he said. You've got to have him in you transformed, being transformed to, into his image. Because people have done a lot of harm running with something, <laughs> saying yes. they're called. I was looking at a tape of a young man, um, I can't think of his name, that had quite a flourishing ministry. He used to have a podium where there was this big flower, uh, fire, flames coming up from Timothy, somebody was his name. And he was a very good preacher. But he died from a cocaine overdose. And I understand that addiction is a horrible thing. But you see what I'm saying? When you, you aren't in God's word, when God's word is not in you to the extent that you are allowing the word of God to transform you, to be like him, yes. you can run and do and do something for a while. But it's not going to last unless we live according and by his word. So having his word in our hearts, that is the ultimate, absolute place where we got to start with the word of God in our hearts. And we're not going to get there with a little dab of do you and going to our, I don't mean, our uh, Sunday service. Um, I have someone in my family, bless his heart, he's going, he's consistently going, but I'm praying, Lord, help me to help him understand. You got to know the word. You got to live according to the word. You can go to church, but do you even know what you're hearing? <laughs> it's like uh, I'm thinking about when Philip uh, passed the eunuch, was it? And the eunuch was reading, and Philip said, Understandest thou what thou readest? You got to know. If you don't understand God's word, you believe anything that comes along. But because Philip came and taught him the scripture, and the eunuch came to understand what the word said. Then he was baptized. And I know I, I'm probably throwing out too much. I don't want to overwhelm you all, but I do want to emphasize the importance of knowing God's word and living God's word. That's the same thing Bishop is talking about. When we know Christ Jesus, we're no longer our own. We're bought with a price. He wants and desires and requires an intimate relationship with us. And to be intimate with someone, you got to spend time with them. You got to know them. Because how can you say you're intimate with someone if you don't know anything about them? And that's only through his word. So it says again, I'm trying to get through the lesson. God admonished. That's never that about putting it into action, truth into action. After applying the proper test and discovering what truth is, we owe it. 
to ourselves and more important to God, to embrace it and hold on to it firmly, holding on to that which is good, truth, manifest the true nature of sanctification and its practical and rewards can be experienced throughout our lives. Does anybody want to comment on what that's saying there? After applying the proper test, so we, we studied the word, we know the messages we're hearing is consistent with the word, discovering what truth is, we owe it to ourselves and more importantly to God to embrace it and hold on to it firmly, holding on to that which is good, truth, manifest the true nature of sanctification and its practical and rewards which can be experienced throughout our lives. It takes effort. Salvation is free. Lord knows nothing we can do to deserve it, earn it. It's a gift of God. But after that, we have a responsibility to grow in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And we do that by knowing his word, by embracing it as it says here. And I love this language. To embrace it, hold on to it firmly. Anything you hold on to firmly, you don't intend to let it go. The whole path to your profession of faith. Nothing wavers. Anything that wavers, double-minded, is, is unstable. We are to be firm in our commitment to Christ, and we can only get there through the grace and power that he gives us. But it's through his word again, through his Holy Spirit, who is our keeper. So again, I have to keep pointing back to Jesus Christ, but it's a, it's a partnership here in a sense. And maybe I don't mean to minimize it, but it's us doing what God has said for us to do, being what God has called us to be. So any questions and comments? Well, I just want to add You got it, Elvin. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just wanted to say, because she did ask us to ask a question. Um, I was saying we were reading about the applying the proper test. A couple of things came across my mind. Um, scientifically, when they want to find out if a diamond is real or if gold is real, there's a certain test that they do to see if it's real or not, if it's fake. And they have to apply it properly to realize to get the what they're looking for. And then when somebody finds out that this is actually real, the diamond is real or whatever, they do everything they can to make sure that it's kept proper so it won't get tarnished or whatever. And I was thinking about that same thing with, with, with us and God. But for us to apply the proper test, we need to know God's word. We need to know how to apply it. We need to know what, what it is um, to do because people now, I, I heard, a, a, I saw a video of a lady saying, um, you know, you know, we always say that, you know, God don't put us in hell, we put ourselves. Mm -hmm. And the lady erically said that, you know, well, if I put myself, then I just ain't going. And, and I said, <laughs> and when, and when and, and now she's not saved, but she that was saying, you know, well, if God don't do rebuild, I'm just not going. I'm saying, you don't understand the, the thing that like you have a choice. You, you you said that like you like you had a choice like when you died you gonna you have to stand there like you know what I'm not going and if you don't if, if we 
but but when they put but when if that and God hope that she doesn't die without knowing God. But when she die, when we die, they're gonna put a test before us, a proper test before us, and we got to see if we're gonna shine gold or not, or we just gonna be down there. So I was thinking about that. You no, know, we need to know the proper test. That what we say when we try try the spirit by the spirit. If you don't know about God's spirit, you can try all you want to. It ain't it's not gonna work because you don't know what to try. You don't know what to do. You don't That's know right. what to say. You you can say in the name of Jesus all you want to, but if you don't got no power, nothing to, to back you up, them demons they're gonna look at you like Jesus. I know. Lance, I know, but who are you? Who are you? <laughs> so if we don't apply, so if we don't know what the proper test is, if we don't know what God's word says, if we're not living according to His word, then we can't um, do any of that. We we could you when when they use certain chemicals to prove certain things. If you put the wrong chemicals together, my my brain is flowing. If you put certain chemicals together, if you put the wrong chemicals together, certain things that could cause a of explosion or whatever, and it's something that you could hurt other people Amen. Amen. if you put it together wrong. But if you put the chemicals right and make what you're supposed to, then you become they can use it to prove or not X, Y, and Z. So we have to know what God's word says to be able to apply it. If we don't know what God's word says, then we cannot apply it properly, and then we're not going to understand. That's why whenever when the doctrine comes, now I'm trying to hurry up, every, when the doctrine comes, you flow with it because it sounds good to the ear, but you don't have the proper um, test to dissolve what is true because you don't understand the truth. Amen. All right. I'm going to mute myself. I just want to say, add on to what he's saying. Uh, if we don't, uh, in that sentence, Mother put us, they said we owe it to God. And and one of the things God said is, if you know to do good and don't do good, mm -hmm. that's a sin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that didn't mean it goes beyond doing good to this person, helping do this. To, to know good and, and, and to know to, to do good and don't do it, it, it goes further. Spiritually, if you don't see somebody wrong, and you don't say or tell them about the, the, what the scriptures say, then you're doing them an injustice, and and so now that you have called yourself to sin because you did, you knew what the word said and you did not share it with them or you didn't want to get involved or you didn't want to do this. That's why it's so important. You gotta know the word and what the word says so that you can, as Elder White was just saying, so that you can. Give a word to them, uh, mm -hmm. and then we got to prove everything. How do how do we prove it by the word of God? Mm -hmm. You know that's why uh, Paul told the church over in Romans, you got to present your bodies a, a, a living sacrifice. You know you got to have your mind renewed so that you know what is the perfect will of God, so you can prove those things. The scripture says, study the word of God. The word will prove it. What? Right, if you buy the word of God, yeah. you got to know the word so that you can. I really believe, as Elder said, people don't believe they're going to go to hell. They can be borderline, uh, what you call lukewarm, and end up in hell because they never lived the word of God or they never uh, embraced it and, 
and and caused it to, to let it change their lives. And and it, like we said earlier, uh, we go to church and we want to get out an hour. Well, when you get to heaven, if you go to heaven, you praising God twenty four seven. You 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 your whole wake up in the morning is praise God. You you walking around praising God. Your whole job is in relationship with praising God and worshiping Him, just as the four and twenty, the twenty-four elders around the throne is. It's multitude people just praising God. If we can't dedicate time and 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 more than what we're doing now to get back to the the old landmarks where the, we stayed in church and we studied the Word of God and they drilled it into us so that we would. Be scared to go out there and do anything. Uh, uh, then it's that, that's the fear of God. They was trying to get us let the word stay because you can go with these false doctrines so easy, so easy. Just a, one, like Mother said, one little word, and it changes the whole meaning. And you go along with, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. This that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go along with that. And when you do that, you have turned away from God. Could you? You should have known what the truth said, and and and, and, and we got to prove all things. And <laughs> you got you got to listen. You got to know the word for yourself. They must read that thing over there in the, in the church. In the uh, they heard Paul teaching, and they embraced it, and then they went out and did it. And the church grew because they did what the word says. And we got to embrace this word and take it in. And, and go on. If yeah. We, yeah. we don't. We, Elder talked about trying. I'm trying to get. Elder talked about us being tried. You know what the James said? The trying of your faith. The trying of your faith is going to try you every little thing. It ain't the bad thing. Sometimes it's a good thing. The trying of your faith to to make you, you make sure that you're where you're supposed to be. James said, "Count it all joy." We're going to be go through things, but we got to realize that this is not always you can see what the devil's doing to you. It's a little thing you you that you 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 skip over that makes a big difference. And God knows where your heart is, and that's the main thing. You got to embrace it. Let your heart be changed. Let your mind be renewed, and and you and you just fall in love with God through the Word of God. I'm not, that everything y'all said was, was right on point. It's it is about Jesus Christ from the beginning of our salvation to the end of our lives and throughout eternity. That as I love that word transformation because salvation is transformative, and He told us to be transformed, as Bishop was alluding to, by the renewing of our minds, and our minds are renewed by the Word of God. The only way we're able to bring this flesh into subjection is because of God, because of his spirit, because of his word, because there is a battle going on. But as we grow in our knowledge of him through his word, we become more and more like him. I, I am so grateful to the Lord for having the time and maybe I repent for not making the time to spend more time with the Lord to just be in his presence, to worship him, to read his word. There is a drawing nigh to him that occurs. And you come to the point that there is the faith to believe his word. 
you know, we talk a lot about faith, but what do, what do you believe if you don't know what his word says? And when you know what his word says, then you're able to trust him. You know, you, you're not leaning to your own understanding. I, and this may seem like a dumb example. Y'all excuse me if it is. But yesterday morning, I woke up, set my alarm clock, because I like to go to this uh, exercise class on this on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's called Gentle Strength. It's for old folks. <laughs> but anyhow, I like it because it addresses some of the things that we're dealing with as we mature, as far as um, different things like balance and stuff. So I'm up, I'm timing when I'm going. I got ready to go. I couldn't find the keys. It's the Lord, show me where the keys are. And usually, if I pray that prayer, I, I will find the keys. And I said, I'm uh, text Santa and see, does he have my keys? And he told me, texted me back, no, he didn't have my keys. And a few minutes later, he texted me back, yes, he did have my keys. And Angela, who had borrowed the truck to move some stuff, texted me, oh, mom, I forgot to give you your truck key back. So I have no transportation. And then, of course, I was disappointed, but you know what I knew from that? God allowed that for some reason. I don't know what it was. I don't know if there was something I would have encountered had I gone out that morning as I fully intended. But because right. of knowing what the word of God said, that I can trust him in all things, and that he's working all things together for my good, I can rest. But all the keys gone. <laughs> Me and the cat stuck in the house. <laughs> it is a peace. There is a joy, as we're talking about in our lesson, that comes with that kind of relationship with him. And it can only come through his word, through the transformation that occurs by the renewing of our minds through his word and by his spirit. So again, saints, I am trying, what, what time is it? I'm trying not to hold you. All right, mother. I'm a, mother, I, mother, I know what you were saying about, that's one of the true statements. We get upset. Yeah. Because they, we had in our mind, we're going to do such and such. Yeah. And then we get all upset when it doesn't happen. Yeah. Instead of just realizing, maybe, you know, God didn't want you to do that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you need to sit back and relax and, and, and see what God is saying. And, 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 but we don't do that. We we, we can we, we talk it, Mother, as, as you say. We, we say, but yeah. them, them, the, 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 the temperature gauge start rising. Yeah. When things don't work out the way we wanted to work out, and instead of saying, "All right, let me let me let me figure, let me sit down and let me let, let me see what's going on," because it a, must be it's something happening, and I need to pray, I need to seek God, and if you take that little five minutes or whatever time, you'll find out, oh, it wasn't that important no way. So yeah. let me let I me move on to something else. Yeah, I belong uh -huh. to him. He, I belong to him. He allowed that to happen. What is the probability? Yes. Samuel has never taken my keys. He has his own key. He took my keys. But God allowed that those keys to be gone, the other key to be gone, because I needed for whatever reason to be at home. But because I know Christ, because I trust him, and I know that his what he said is worth, then I know that he allowed that and it's for my good. And uh, so without if, if we can move on to see, beware. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Hebrews 2.1. God's word should be foremost in the lives of believers. And there is a tendency 
because we have heard it over and over again, to sit with glazed eyes as the enemy rocks us to sleep. And that's true. Sometimes there could be almost a, a, too much of a familiar, well, I heard that. You heard it, but did you receive it? Did you hide it in your heart? Did, it, did you allow it to do what the word intended to be done in your life? So that's what the point is making here, that sometimes those of us who've heard things over and over again, we have, all of us have to allow the word of God to do the work in us that it's intended to do. Notice the warning is strong, as we need to hear closely and pay attention to God's word more than ever before. That is true. These are some evil days. The things that are happening now, I know y'all know. Who would have thought that someone would go to school and just have more than one thing, shoot little elementary school children with a weapon that will blow their very bodies to pieces? Who would have dreamed of a time like that? But that's the time we're in. That's the depravity that the enemy has brought on the earth. And thanks be unto God that we who are the church, we are here to be the light of the world, to show the way. And things will happen to cause people to seek the way, which is Jesus Christ. Like you said about Brother Herb, Bishop, it was cancer that caused him to realize he needed God. I don't yes. know how God, I know what he used in my life. Y'all probably, I'm sure know what he used in your life. But he has a way of winning people to himself. The idea is if proper attention is not given to the word, which is most needed, the idea is if proper attention is not given to the word, that which is most needed can be missed and forgotten. So in other words, if we're not paying attention, we can miss what the word is saying. Yes. If we're going to church and being lulled and, and their mind is distracted and, and we got gazillion things to distract us. If you got a phone, Lord, that, that is number one distraction for most folks. If it's not being with a phone call, phone call, it's a text, it's something. It's constant activity all around us in this world, which our ancestors didn't have to deal with. They worked in the field, they came home, they didn't look at TV, they ate a meal, they went and read scripture or whatever, went to sleep. But we have all these distractions. So we have to make a concerted effort that we don't miss out on what the word of God is saying, both the spoken word and the read word. Because you can even read the scripture and not be fully taking it in. So it says lethargy and complacency can set in, allowing truth to glide by. Apostle Paul sounded the alarm to the church at Thessalonica in the regard as he urged them, ye are all the children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. First Thessalonians 5, 5 through 6. This if I can make Holy Spirit helping to make the point, it is so important that we know God's word, that we understand the seriousness 
of being rooted and grounded in this world. Because of the world that we live in now, there is no support in our society, morally or any other way, that's consistent with God's word now. Because it's been diluted to the point of society's beliefs so they can justify in their minds anything, basically. With an excuse about, you know, God doesn't hate, God, God, love, whatever, not knowing what God said to the Lord. <clears throat> Excuse me. Other cautionary reminders are recorded throughout the scriptures, warning us how we should hear and respond. St. Matthew 13, 18-23, for example. Why? We have an adversary seeking every opportunity to twist, distort, and water down the word of God. Preaching is rendered powerless and ineffective if truth is compromised. Satan know and, and truth is being compromised so often in our world now because of money. Because to get the big crowd often, to get the big tithes and offerings, there is that pull to make stuff palliable to the masses. But what's not palliable if it's not consistent with the word? If it's, it, it, what the old preachers used to say, if, if it's stepping on your toes, just say, ouch. <laughs> it's not about adjusting the word to us so that it'll tickle somebody's ears and cause them to buy into it and make big contributions. But that's what so often is happening. So it says here that preaching is rendered powerless and ineffective if truth is compromised. Satan, so when you hear people say things like, I don't preach about hell, well, that's, <laughs> you've chosen to leave out what's in God's word. We don't get to pick and right. what part of the scripture we tell people. Yes, it is. It's not a pleasant thing to hear that the lies we give outside of Christ will send us to hell. But it's true. And when you love someone, you tell them the truth. When you don't tell people the truth, then you got your own interest in the forefront. Satan knows he is unable to stand against truth and will be defeated by every turn if truth is imposed upon him. God wants us to watch out for and prove those little inconsistencies that would mislead us and pervert the truth. We, are, we have a responsibility to test the validity of everything we hear. We are charged to examine our spirit to see if it corresponds with God's, with God's. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. In doing so, continue to be sanctified, suitable for the master's use. So because of the world that we're in, because we are children of the Most High God, we have to know God's word, live God's word, not be swayed by what society is saying. Because society is going away of its own, it has its own motivations for things, and even some of the messages that are being taught now are for self-serving purposes of some of the people who are teaching and preaching. What they say is teaching and preaching. But if it's not God consistent with God's word, spit it out of your mouth. 
<laughs> don't allow it, reject it. Because it's only on the word of God that we have to stand. It is only the word of God by which we're saved. And we'll spend eternity with God. And that is our goal. This life is short. I don't care if, if you're as young as this was youngest grandchild in a few years. I was thinking today how I remember bringing that little pretty little, Sammy was a pretty little baby, bringing that child home. And now he is almost 40 years old. I, I, I'm sure y'all can relate to how quickly time passes. Yes. So he's young now, will be middle-aged soon, and will be old in a faster time than they probably even comprehend. But eternity never ends. And that is our goal, to have eternity with God. Through because of the price Jesus Christ paid, because of the living word that made the way for us and the word of God that's here for us to live by, to keep us, you know, but we gotta wanna be kept. We gotta wanna, I was the other day, I, I, I thank the Lord for helping me to establish a practice to make the first thing about him spending time with him. Because in the past when I was working, it was all about rushing, getting this done, getting children out, doing this, blah, blah, blah. Now I can I can do that. But when I think back, I could have done it all the time. But I allowed other things to take priority. But that's not what we're called to do. We are called to have him first and foremost in order to have the lives that he intended for us to have. He does us for good, not for evil. There was another point I wanted to make, though, in, in being able to discern spirits and knowing God's word and knowing when you hear something that's not accurate. I was listening to a podcast last night, listening to two young women that grew up in the church. Some of the things that they said, they were talking about, you know, accepting yourself and all of that. But if you listen closely, there was the humanism in it. There was the man being the focus as opposed to God. I'm using that not to denigrate those two people, but to say that can happen so easily, even for people who have known the word, grew up in the church, but they have allowed, as Bishop said earlier, the winds of doctrine to take them away. So I believe I've said as much as the Holy Spirit has for me to say. Does anybody else have anything they want to share? Well, I hope your eyes haven't glazed over as you said in that lesson. <laughs> I yes, hope brother. I, 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 hope <laughs> I, <laughs> I said, I, yeah, I agree with you. I, I hope that they're letting the word and they resonating uh, on the word uh, that it was given tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, we are uh, uh, truly, you got something, Deacon? So Deacon McLean says something. Okay. All right. Um, no, I just wanted to my eyes glazed over. Okay. Uh, I just uh, truly think that uh, as we're studying this lesson on being sanctified, progressive sanctification, we gotta adhere to what this word is saying to us, saints. I think it's so important today in in the society that we live in. 
uh, that we need to grab this word. This word is going to come down to what's going to keep us. It's going to, what's going to maintain us. It's going to get us through the hard times. We don't know what, to, what next year is going to bring. We don't even know what next month is going to bring. But we know that God is soon to come back. And we got to make sure our lives are lined up with this word. And for us, God has, has done this work to us, for us, and has given us this progressive sanctification, not for the new young people in Christ, but we're the, 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 the seniors in Christ, the, the ones that are not on the milk anymore. Uh, it's time for us to start living what we're speaking and, 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 and showing this word through love. You don't have to always be the one to be out there talking all the time. Just in your life, just live your life of the Word of God and just do right. Mm -hmm. The next week lesson, I don't know if Elder Wright is going to do that or Mother going to do it. Abstain from the very appearance of evil. Uh, that that's going that's going to shake up a whole lot of people. Uh, and just the appearance. Mm -hmm. uh, that means if it look wrong. It's wrong, amen. So, uh, it, 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 it's you know, it's a, we all find ourselves in the situation that we allow ourselves to get in because we're not proving it. We're not trying the spirit. We should listen to God and obey God, and you you won't find yourself in it. We want to be sanctified. We want to not only be sanctified. We want to be endured with the power. Feel refreshing us with the Holy Spirit at any time, wherever we're at, so that we can proclaim this gospel boldly and live this gospel boldly so people can be saved. Mm -hmm. I, I got, I know like, most of y'all got grandchildren that's looking at you, children that's looking at you, uh, loved ones that are looking at you. They got to see Christ. And, and, and they're never going to point out all your flaws, but you got to still show Christ in everything. So, um, good lesson, Mother. Prove everything. It's so important, saints. It's so important. If you don't practice uh, uh, your game, uh, your, your, your shopping your skills uh, to be able to, to do, the, do this work, because this is our profession, uh, is spreading the gospel, then we'll lose it. And that's what happens. If Deacon McLean did not practice being in her profession every day, when she got to go down there and be recertified, she's going to be lost. But because she stay on top of her game, and she's putting that forth every day, and so when she go down there, she know, oh, I, got, I, I already know this. I got this. So that's the same way we got to do. We got to perfect our, uh, let the word perfect us, so that we be on our game and can share the gospel uh, to help people uh, find the joy, help people find the peace. Uh, won't be walking around evil looking and mad and trying to kill this and trying to kill that. Uh, you know, they just, uh, it's just, it's a, we need, that's why we got to pray. The body, the head of this body is Christ. And, and, and Christ is telling us, I need my body to function the way my mind is functioning. And the way his mind is functioning is the word of God. Yeah. Amen. And, and so we, our body got to fall in line with that word so that we can share love and, and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, to this world. Amen. So I truly thank God for the lesson, Mother. Uh, uh, you say it was too, too long, but it, it's never too long, Mother, when we got to hear this word. Um, and it's got to be broken down. I've been fasting and all, so I was just feeling, I guess, for
Uh, that they be getting power. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I always I, we can hear you now. Oh, okay. Um, I disagree with Mother Smith and what um, Bishop always teaches. The word of God has to be a lamp to your feet and a light to your, your path. And, and, it's, and when you do things God's way, life, this, this walk that we have gets easier. You know, unfortunately, trying to follow that path is difficult, but it's rewarding. So I agree with everything people are saying. Yes. Amen. And we're going to close, close out in prayer then. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you, Lord, that, that Lord, this progressive sanctification, God, let us take it to heart. Let us read, read back over the lessons, or let us go back from the first one and, and study, Lord, and see what you have told us all through these months that we've been studying. Father, we ask you, Lord, let that word renew our minds, God. Oh, God, that we would be lined up with that word, that our lives would line up, God, and that we'll be the body of Christ, God, that we can share the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout this world, Father. We thank you that we're not children of the night or darkness, God, but we've been translated into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, Lord. We are the children of light now, Father God, and we thank you, Lord God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We thank you, Father God, that your word is true, and it cannot come back void, Father. We just truly bless your name, God. Lord, you know that the saints know what they're going through right now. Whatever faith temple going through, whatever the challenges that the enemy is putting before us, God, we just, we just rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus, and we're trusting you, God, to Carry us through, Father, in the name of we leaning on you, Father, for your guidance. We're leaning on you, Father, for your word, Father. Speak to us. Heal bodies. Deliver right now, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church of God say amen. Amen. And amen. amen. And amen. We truly bless God. Amen. Be blessed, saints. Amen. Hallelujah. Have a blessed week. Bless. Amen.